What's going on? What's going on, everybody? It is the only sports podcast. That's right. We're the only sports podcast. Still a booming success. Also, we have breaking news on the only sports podcast. I finally got the HIV casino after avoiding it for so many years. Uh, I finally got the HIV. COVID. If that makes sense. <laughs> it didn't oh. work. It kind of worked. But... No. I finally, after three years, I finally got it. I got COVID. Um, my throat is very dry, and I have that COVID brain thing where I can't. I just, it's just foggy, and then uh, my entire body's sore. Today's like day three, four, five of it. Who get, who knows? But yeah, it's in full effect. My family has abandoned me. I'm alone in my house. Uh, I have no appetite, which that's, is... That's a true story, though, folks. That it, no, His that family is. is gone. They've left the house to avoid uh, contracting it. And uh, I have no appetite. I'm losing weight. That's why I look so good on the video. But uh, how are you doing, Casino? Anything going on with you over there? <laughs> yeah, I'm hanging in there. I don't feel yeah. 100%, but it's not COVID. Uh yeah, apparently it's coming back with a vengeance, and literally everybody at my work has it. Uh, yeah, so I'm assuming that's where I got it from, but we, the show must go on, Casino, especially the way we do this show, where we both sit in a room alone, except for our children, and talk into the void. So, perfect spot to COVID distance, or whatever the fuck it was called, social distance. Uh so yeah, this is going to be a fun show. I can't think. You're going to see my real sickness as it slowly kills me. And let's start with... Sweet, uh, my own show. <laughs> yeah. So stay tuned for the Only Sports Podcast with Casino. And then that's it. It just ends right there. <laughs> so, uh, But let's start with week 11. Did we record last week's show on Thursday or Friday? Friday. So we did talk about Titans Packers. I believe we did. Yeah. So let's start with uh, just first game on the docket. Uh, Bears-Falcons. We said it would be probably the funnest game of the weekend. And I think after watching, especially our two teams play, of okay. watching most of the games this weekend, I feel like it was definitely of the early games, the only fun game on this Sunday. I agree. And... Oh, I didn't even do uh, our picks casino. Oh, well, the only difference we had was Lions-Giants. So you end up winning the week because actually I'm going to skip a couple games ahead. Let's skip to that game because I feel like that's the real, I guess, shocker of the week. Not uh, really. Lions, are the Giants finally exposed? Are we been saying the were, Giants? Yes. I, I but, told you last podcast they they, they were done. I mean, we've been saying it on this podcast that the Giants are not as good as their record and not a good team for three weeks now. And then it finally, you were the only one with balls to take them uh, against the Giants. I thought they would be able to run the ball down the, the Lions' throat. That did not happen. The Lions, who are now four and six after winning, I think, what, was this their fourth game in a row or third game in a row? They're on third. a win streak right now. Third. So they are now four and six, the Giants now seven and three, and 
they only rushed Saquon 15 times for 22 yards, and then Daniel Jones got 50 yards off seven carries. So they didn't even try to run the ball against this Lions defense because they thought exactly. Daniel Jones' arm would beat the Lions. Like, what is the logic in this game, Casino? I don't know. Um, I, I told you I felt like they were going to be able to stop the run, but they didn't even really run. So maybe they got in their head. Um, maybe they looked at the yeah. stats we all have and we're just like, oh, we're also terrible at against the run. We're like the worst run defense in the league. So let's dare them to run. And then we'll just be really good in pass protection. Apparently uh, Daniel Jones, 27, 40 for four of 44 341 yards one touchdowns two int one interception was not his fault it was that aiden hutchinson like just crazy athletic catch right past the line a ball he probably shouldn't have thrown but i'm not going to give daniel jones shit for that one the other one was like in triple coverage an overthrow just a dumb pass uh this is a reoccurring theme this past week uh who uh, you we're gonna do uh my tears right now, Casino surprise teardrop. Uh, top ten NFL teams. You ready? Go for it. This is Will's top ten NFL teams. So you number mean, one, you mean top eight plus two. Top eight plus two. Thank you. So my number one team. I'm gonna start at number one and go down. My number one team, the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, they look to be one of the only good teams in the league. They offense defense they can run the ball they can throw it patrick mahomes blah 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 my number two team i have no fucking idea and then there's everybody else on the list because i don't think there's any good teams outside of kansas city i don't know what to make of this uh season these teams the giants are getting the doors blown off them at seven and three against a three win lions team Everybody's now saying the the Cowboys are a Super Bowl favorite as if last week didn't happen. Like what is what is going on with this season casino? I feel like there's legitimately no good teams. I just I, I feel like everybody's again, we talked about it before the season started. Everybody's in kind of a weird spot. There's so much personnel changes and coaches and players and everybody's trying to figure that out. Um that's pretty much where my yeah there's really nothing else to say on that i um, like literally if uh i pulled this up right now if or i i screenshotted this earlier if the playoffs started today okay in the afc and nfc it would be chiefs uh eagles as the number one seeds for both afc nfc the playoff matchups would be the seventh seed Bengals against the two seed dolphins your patriots against the titans and then the bills against the ravens so of those all of those teams except for the number one seed chiefs all of them have just giant question marks right it's like the Bengals. they're the only team in the league i read this stat this weekend which blew my mind the Bengals are the only team this year that has has not played a starting quarterback Every game they played, I think except like when they played the Ravens, every team they played against has had a starting quarterback who was a backup at the start of the season. So 
that's fucking a crazy stat and they're still like six and four and have question marks like are they good the dolphins can't stop anybody they don't have a defense the ravens this week scored 13 points against the panthers the your team uh what is it just has no offense whatsoever and this has been a running issue for weeks now the titans they have no offensive weapons outside of derrick henry and then the bills i mean everybody thought they were the best team in this league for seven weeks and then all of a sudden josh allen forgot how to throw good passes in the red zone like who who in that outside of kansas city would you have any faith on for a playoff run if the playoffs started today casino everybody <laughs> um no probably honestly miami like yeah they're the one that scares me the most well and then we've also talked about tennessee like if tennessee if they play defense like they have the past two weeks like they could just fucking run it down your throat and i don't think kansas city has a great run defense so yeah i feel like those would be my two picks but Ravens, I have no idea what they are. Bills, I have no idea what they are. Your team, I have no idea what they are. And the Bengals could be a really good team or could be frauds based on how they play. I have no fucking idea. This is what I'm saying. Like people do it like tier list or whatever. It's just like I get I get that it's content, but it's like it changes. Last week, everybody was like, Cowboys are done. The Vikings are the best team in the NFC. And now this week, all of a sudden it's the Vikings are overrated and garbage and the Cowboys are best. And it's just like th- that changed within the span of six days. And it might change again. The Cowboys play in two days. It also might change in two days. Like, I don't know, man. This is a weird, weird season. But I mean, you kind of covered a lot of a lot of games. So um we do have to make this episode slightly shorter than normal. Um, so we're not gonna probably get in as depth as we usually do. Um, but yeah, so yeah, let me, uh, so let me run down the docket. We'll get back on track. So Falcons bears, the only takeaway I have in that game is, is Cordell Patterson. Uh, he breaks his own record for having the most, uh, kickoff return touchdowns in NFL history with nine. It's insane that nine is the record. Is he the least respected uh, record holder like maybe in NFL history like I've never heard him mentioned with uh what is it Devin Hester or Dante Hall or any of the great like kickoff returners in NFL history I've never heard oh, his no, name he's mentioned def- he's definitely underrated uh, I think he's just an underrated player the dude's a Swiss army knife he can play every position he could play receiver he could play the slot running back receiver he could be the running back he's your kickoff returner punt returner the dude can play everything he's the Swiss Army. He's he's a Taysom Hill, but better without the recognition. Um, yeah. And do you think uh, I mean, it's he just even... because he's playing on a shit Falcons team? Uh, no, um, no, because even when he was on the Patriots and the Patriots were doing really good, he still didn't get the recognition. I mean, it, it, he's just an underrated player. I I love Cordell Patterson. If 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 he was on the market, I take him up. I have one person in my fantasy league who actually picked him up before me because I had him as like, nobody's going to pick him. Nobody's going to pick him. And somebody picked him up and I reached out to that person. They're like, oh yeah, 
he's good. I don't know why nobody talks about him. And I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> I thought I was going to get away with it. Um, but yeah, no, that was a fun game to watch. Uh, Justin Fields did. Have, I thought they were going to win that game. Uh, but Justin Fields uh, did run pretty well. He did 85, 85 yards, 18 attempts, 14 for 21. So his passing wasn't all that great. Yeah, um, you know what Justin Fields isn't good at? Passing the ball or throwing the ball or playing the game of football in the fourth quarter. What the fuck happens to Justin Fields in the fourth quarter where the first three quarters, he'll just have crazy plays they show nonstop. And then all of a sudden in the fourth quarter, he throws like a bad interception. He can't complete a pass and he throws for 150 yards. Like it's so weird to me. Like the bears will literally be winning all game. And then you won't see another, like I watch red zone on Sundays. You won't see another cutaway to that game. And then all of a sudden it'll be like, Oh, and the bills get, or the bears game just ended and they lost by a touchdown. And you're like, what? They were winning by 10 points last time you cut to them. It's such a, it's such a weird team. Again, would be great if they had some defensive players to stop the other team casino. If only, if only. Um, Let's move over to, to uh, the Baltimore Carolina. This is how my screen shows it. Baltimore Carolina, um, really not much to talk about here. Baltimore does not look good. They barely beat a very bad Panthers team. Um, 13-3. That's, I mean, there's really nothing else. I really have else to say about this. May- Baker Mayfield, almost 200 yards, but he did throw two picks. Um, no Ugh. interceptions. Or, uh, or no touchdowns. Um, and then... Lamar Jackson, Jackson, you know, did what Lamar Jackson does. He's mediocre in the passing game, and he didn't really run all that much. Um, it was just kind of a sieve of a game. I didn't really care about this game at no, all. No, I tried to watch um, uh, the condensed version of this game. It is brutal, brutal, brutal. brutal. Um, I have nothing more to say on that one. Um, uh, I The only question I have is, is – oh, wait, I wrote it down over here. Is – Oh, I had, is Baker Mayfield the most overrated quarterback maybe in the NFL? Because when he went to the Panthers, I mean, both you and I picked the Panthers to do good in this division and thought he would give them a spark. And then when you watch him in the lineup, it's like him, PJ Walker, and Sam Darnold look to be like the three worst quarterbacks in the league, and they all play for the same team. Like, this Panthers team, if they literally had, what, if this Panthers team had, like, Andy Dalton, I feel like they'd be at 500. I really do. Yeah. Because their no, defense I, I, is I could, I could legit. That. Um, that's why we thought they were going to be a little bit better than they were, is we just needed some mediocre quarterback play, and we haven't got that by anybody. Um, Cleveland-Buffalo is what shows next for me. Um, again... I just don't know about Buffalo anymore. We've talked about it. I think now it's weird how, and we'll get to this when we talk about the Vikings Cowboys game. It's weird how the quarterback playing bad also for some reason affects the defensive side of the ball. Like in this game, it was all like, what the fuck happened to the Buffalo bills defense? They gave up 
324 yards and three touchdowns to Jacoby Bursett. And again, Jacoby Bursett's not bad, but he's not this good against what going into this game was the number one overall defense in the league. Like, yeah, we, I mean, we've, we've talked about it. I've talked about it plenty, though, with Jacoby. Like, he's a solid backup quarterback. He shouldn't be a starter for a team. Um, he doesn't protect the football as much as he's good. He had a good game this week, really good game this week. Um, but I still think the Bills are – they're still a good team. They're not a great team. They're not the team that everybody expected them to be. No, and Josh Allen against this Browns defense that – is nothing to write home about like they're not i believe last time i checked they were like middle of the pack but he's josh allen is throwing for less than 200 yards and one touchdown against a three and seven cleveland browns team like this is my fear with both my uh my eagles and then this buffalo team is i really feel like both teams peaked too early like, it really feels like that. It really felt like the Bills peaked at that Chiefs game a couple weeks ago where they just, like, you know, it it almost felt like a giant weight had been lifted off their shoulder. And then ever since then, they've just had uh, losses or that game last week where they shot themselves in the foot 900 times. Like, I don't know, man. Because after that Chiefs game, they beat the Packers by 10. They lost to the Jets. They lose to the Vikings, and now they barely beat the Browns. It really do. It really did feel like they peaked at that Chiefs game. For sure, I agree with that. Um, and this, let's see, the Browns. Yeah, the Browns are thirtieth in the league, allowing twenty-seven points a game. So, mm-hmm. how the hell are you only throwing one touchdown if you're the vaunted Buffalo Bills? I don't know. That just something's up with Buffalo, and I really just feel like they've come crashing back to earth. I don't know. I don't know. And then the Browns, they get back to Sean Watson next week. So, I mean, their season's dead, but that'll at least be interesting to watch. And it's funny that Deshaun Watson is coming back next week after Jacoby Bursett probably had what his best game ever <laughs> with. Right. But they still didn't win. But then again, Deshaun Watson would have crazy games with the Texans and they would still get their ass kicked. So who knows? Ugh. My throat. Are you going to the next game, Casino? I've lost uh I've lost your I can't hear you. That's because I hit the mute button. The dog is getting ready to bark. Um, no, I had uh, somebody uh, calling me, so I had to put it on stop for a second. Stop. Uh, let's move. You know what? Let's move to your team casino. A barn burner of a game. Three oh. to three with 20 seconds left in the fourth quarter. Uh, and then the punt return for a touchdown. But... The real thing coming out of this game is our favorite quarterback for his off-the-field shenanigans, not for his on-the-field shenanigans. Let me make that clear. That motherfucker, we'll have, Zach Wilson. We'll have to restart this part of the segment. Um, it's my coworker. He's calling me a second time. I got to answer. Okay. Yep. 
Yeah, let's just try to pick them up because I do. I mean, there's a lot to talk about. I want to talk about college football. I want to talk about there's nothing really about college basketball, but I want to talk about college football. Uh, Yeah, buddy. And then I also want to talk a little bit of the NHL, not much, but then definitely talk about the World Cup um, because there's a few things that are happening with that. Okay. Uh, All right. We'll do this. And all right, so now we move to your game casino, your team's game, I should say. The now six and four New York Jets lose to your New England Patriots, who are now six and four as well. Score was a it was a barn burner, three to three with 20 seconds left in the fourth quarter. Then a punt return happens with your team, your team wins. Uh but the real story coming out of this game is Zach Wilson, that motherfucker, our favorite quarterback for who he beds off the field and for shitting and the he, bed on the field. Sh- he, and in the press conference, because I know that's where you're heading here. Yeah, buddy. Um, he, yeah, he should just stick to banging moms. Um, so, yeah, do you want to elaborate on that with uh, the press I mean, he's two or three seasons away from – only fans being his only source of income at this point because on the field he was nine for 22 77 yards i think i read somewhere that within this in the second half of the game he had like negative four yards of offense i mean that- i will say i watched the majority of that game the the new england defense coverage again belichick knows how to eat wilson alive um it was good but there was there was a few handfuls of there was probably about seven or ish throws where he had the guy, you know, he had the guy, they weren't going to get far. The, the coverage was still there, but he had the guy open and he just missed. If you he had to bad, if you had to put money on just this season, what, what uh, his touchdowns to interceptions were, what would you guess? Uh, I mean, well, I already know it. I'm looking at it. So. <laughs> uh, so he has 1,300 yards this season, four touchdowns, five INTs. And in his career, he has 13 touchdowns, 16 interceptions over the span of two seasons. I mean, I think I, I was listening to... And half uh, of those are due to the Patriots. Yeah. I was listening to uh, Colin uh, Cowherd. He has like the volume... Uh, network on like YouTube where he does like a different show than his, you know, regular The Herd and stuff like that. And he made a really good point on that show, which I was like, I completely agree with this. He was saying it doesn't, you have never seen a quarterback where it takes two full seasons or, you know, halfway into his third season, if he was still the starter for next year, where you go, he showed me nothing for two seasons and then all of a sudden it clicked and he was the greatest quarterback you've ever seen for the third season. There's you always give quarterbacks a rookie season, but in the rookie season, they have to like show you a spark, right? Like they have to show you something where you can point to it and be like, that's why we drafted him. That's why we got him. Has Zach Wilson in his two year career at this point had literally one game where he just like went off. No, I think he's getting worse. I that's what I'm saying. I think the more tape you get on him, the more like flaws you see in his game because he's not even really like a dynamic runner either. Like you see, oh no, 
we were just joking about Justin Fields, but if you can get Justin Fields, like his accuracy, what, like 5% better and keep his running, he's like a top five quarterback in the league. Like nobody else can run like that and run the way he does. Zach Wilson, it's just like, I don't know what he does good. Like, what is he great at that you can build on? Like, it just is. And then the press conference. I mean, afterwards, you go nine for 22 for 77 yards in an NFL football game. And a reporter asks you, do you think you let the defense down? And you say no. Like, how? how? You didn't throw and for he said 100 it in such yards. a cocky way. He lost that locker room. I, I, I've heard many different talk shows, um, and you know, listen on the radio and whatnot, where they're they're saying, oh, you know, the media is just making it blown out of proportion. Yeah, no, he's lost that locker room. I don't care if because I put I just put myself in that shoes of that defense. If I was Zach Wilson, or if I was one of those defensive players, and I heard my quarterback say, oh, no, nah, I didn't let them down. They didn't play well. He didn't say they didn't play well, but he said that he didn't let them down. Yeah. I would have been like, bitch, we're the only reason that you were in this game. Dude, it's the, we talked about this with the Kyrie Irving thing. Obviously, I'm going to bring up two examples that are much more uh, important in a social sense outside of the game, but... Kyrie Irving, when you're asked if you're anti-Semitic, no. Immediately, no, I'm not anti-Semitic. Jerry Sandusky, when you ask if you want to fuck kids, immediately, no. As the quarterback of a team, of a losing team, if you ask if it's your fault you lost, yes. Those are three questions pretty fucking easy to answer regardless of who you are. If it was Tom Brady... And he threw for eight touchdowns and you lost by nine touchdowns. And a stupid reporter asked, if it's your fault, you let the defense down. All you say is yes. You don't even have to elaborate because then you let everybody outside of the sphere, uh, the sphere of your team, like stick up for you. So him just nonchalantly. And like you said, kind of dickishly just being like, no, like then nobody can defend you. It's not just Brady, but some quarterbacks of his caliber if they got asked that question if they whoever it was put up that many touchdowns they'd be like i don't know i could put up two more yeah i should have put up two more that's that's not on them dude it's like these they like reporters literally spoon feed athletes and like people involved in any kind of team sport they feed you these obvious questions hoping you pull a zach wilson or you pull a kyrie irving and you say Anything other than yes or no. Like, it's like, it's such a just softball question where you just say yes. Like, they know you did it. Or do like the Bill Belichick thing, just laugh and just say next question. Like, because, you know, it's ridiculous. Oh, but I mean, in this scenario, there's nothing you could have said. you just say that you're here so you don't get fined. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it's so bad. So bad. But as far as your team, uh, Casino, you still a Mac Jones guy? You still a Zappy guy? Um, what is going I, I on with ne- neither, neither one of them are my favorite quarterbacks. Um, they Zappy protects the ball a little bit better than Mac Jones, but I think Mac Jones is the better quarterback. Neither one are going to be our long, long-term guy. 
Um, but I, I think we're going to have a rough rest of the season. We are, we do have, I think it's the second hardest schedule for the remainder of the year, as well as we just lost one of our leading rushers and our center. So, um, which are both pro bowl status players. So it's, um, it's going to look bad for the next uh, couple of weeks. Um, well, your next game is Thursday night against the Vikings. So Kirk Cousins in prime time. I mean, oh no, I, I think we can win that game. I think we'll still win some games. I think we'll still make the playoffs. Um, I, I do, but it's going to be, it's going to be tough. The defense is really going to have to step up, but they've gotten better. The defense is, even though they're already pretty good, they're clicking now a little yeah. later in the season, which is great. Even though the offense hasn't gone anywhere. Um, so moving off from my team, let's go to you. Well, your... last thing on your team is it really looks like for a wild card spot, it's going to come down to Christmas Eve between you guys and the Bengals. Like that, who would have thought that would be like a, maybe a playoff deciding, uh, what is it? Uh, Matchup. Yeah, that's, uh, but go on casino. I know where you're taking us now. Yep, let's go to your Philly game. Ugh. Ugh. I really, I don't know what, this is what I don't understand. I love this team, obviously, like I'm a fan of the Eagles. I love, but I'm saying I love this iteration of the team. But when I'm watching games, I'm always just like, what are you, like, what are you doing? I remember when I was watching this this team Doug Peterson coached uh, like that iteration of the Eagles, I would always, to you, I would be freaking the fuck out and just being like, we run so many fucking screens in this offense. It's like ridiculous, right? Like it was a tight end screen. It was a wide receiver screen it was a running back screen and we would just it felt like a game we would do 25 different variations of the screen and like seven of them would work and i would always just be losing my fucking mind to you just being like why do you do why do we do so many screens this game i kept screaming at the television why the fuck are you passing the ball so much like the, the i was gonna i was gonna talk about that on your running well um, the uh they miles sanders 13 carries for 47 yards they should have given him the ball 15 to 20 more times and literally and then let jalen hurts who had 16 carries for 86 yards let him do quarterback sneaks i've never seen a team in my life have third and one more than this Eagles team has had this season. And to their credit, they've perfected the quarterback sneak. Every quarterback sneak, they get minimum three to seven yards on it. It's fucking incredible. It's amazing. It's a play they clearly work on and have like perfected. So I'm fine with that. But give Miles Sanders the ball, give Boston Scott, give uh, Gainwell, give them minimum touches. Like they should go into every game being like, we're giving this assortment of running backs the ball 30 times and we're going to fucking run it down the other team's throat. And then we're going to pass when we need to, like, I don't, I don't know why teams are just so reluctant to do what they're good at. I've never understood that. Uh, from an uh, uh, outsider's perspective, casino, what'd you think of this game? Um, you guys were able to hold 
Taylor pretty well for being, you know, your sieve of a run defense. Uh, yeah. 22 attempts, 84 yards. So I think that was the game right there. I know that you guys had to come back and uh, um, you had the 14 points in in the fourth quarter, which was impressive. Um, but uh, yeah, stopping Taylor was, um, I think, the best part of the game. It stopped it from being a blowout. Well, we talked uh, last episode about them signing Joseph and Ndamukong Sue for defensive tackles. They played most of the snaps, and mm. this is why I will never uh, – I know some of our fan base is always, like, split 50-50 on uh, uh, Howie, the the front office guy. Uh, what the fuck is his name? This is COVID break. Howie Mendel? No, it's not Howie Mandel. I almost <laughs> I did say Howie Mandel. I know that's but, why I um, I'm blanking bump. on his name, but that's I blame the COVID. But they uh half our fan base always shits on this guy. I've always loved him. <laughs> Close. But uh because when there is a problem on the team, he does everything in his power to solve the problem, right? He just like everybody watching the team was like for the past three weeks is like this run defense is an issue it's going to be a problem so he signs two giant defensive tackles and then just goes you're right here in the middle of the line and you're going to stop the run and then you know what they both got a sack in the game that was really uh at like a pivotal point and they both fucking stopped the run like the run defense was fantastic but then of course the issue was the offense and I don't really believe that it was – I think it's honestly just because that Colts defense is actually really fucking good. Like, they're fourth total defense in the league, and there was some times where Jalen Hurts had all day to throw, and he just had to either throw the ball away or, like, run out of bounds because there was, like, nothing open. The secondary. Yeah, like this Colts defense, if they can figure out their offense, which is the most basic offense in the NFL I've ever seen, like the Colts offense is just abysmal. And that's probably because it's being coached by a TV analyst. But the defense is, I was actually really impressed. Like the Colts, and not just from like, they don't get pressure, but they just are the ultimate bend, don't break. Like they just are you could see like at multiple times during this game where, where Hertz would drop back and it'd just be like, okay, there's nobody open. There's nothing I can fucking do with this ball. So I'm just going to like throw it at the ground. Like it was, I was impressed, but this game was all Jalen Hurts just putting the team on his back and being like, we can't do anything. So I'm just going to run up the gut for 20 yep. yards every time and win the game. And that's what he did. And I'm concerned for this team uh, to play against the Packers next week. But yeah, I'm not. My, my, I'm concerned, Casino. You'll, but... get, you'll get that on. Um, so moving off, let's uh, Houston, Washington. I really have nothing much to say about this. I think we both knew Heineke was going to play just good enough to beat Houston. And Houston oh, is the worst it. team in the league. COVID stopped me from getting a Heineken. I was supposed to drink a Heineken on this episode. When I am healthy, Heineken. For Heineke, I love him, and yeah, he is who we thought he was. All right, let's move on to the three and seven Los Angeles Rams losing to the now four and seven New Orleans Saints. Uh, is this 
Now I know it's, I think it's statistically or like in history it is, but do you think this is the worst a Super Bowl defending team has ever done the season after they won a Super Bowl casino? I mean, yeah, since I can recall, like they're bad. I don't, they're, they're not good. I don't know how the Rams are this bad with the exact same team that won the Super Bowl last year. I mean, obviously they lost Cooper Cup last week, but they also lost six other games with Cooper Cup. Like, what? There's no way in fuck OBJ made that big of a difference to this team. And I don't I don't understand what has happened with this defense. What? Oh, that's the biggest thing. That, like, that to me is the biggest thing. Yeah, I just don't understand it. You watch this Rams game and it's like, yep, this is the same exact defense with better players now that won the Super Bowl last year and now they can't stop Andy Dalton. Like, hey, Andy Dalton had a game. I mean, he did. He played good. That's what I'm saying. He was 21, 21 for 25, 260 with three TDs. No, no, NIT or no INTs. Like, the dude played really well but that's what i'm Uh, saying like aaron donald has no effect on rams games anymore like last year it was literally like okay aaron donald's in the game so the point like he's out of the game so the point spread's gonna fluctuate by like a touchdown like he played the whole game the fuck is going on here casino i don't know i mean pretty much everybody just doubles him and i mean He's having trouble. I mean, I would too if I was doubled every single play. He literally but, uh, had four. He had two tackles, two assists on two tackles the entire game. That's it. Yeah. No quarterback hits, no sacks, no tackles for a loss. Like, is is this Rams team, is it like just that thing where athletes gets, get paid a shitload of money and then all of a sudden they're like, fuck it is this rams team like we won a super bowl fuck it like oh i mean i think i think that's where stafford is i mean he was on such a <laughs> shit team for so many years he came he played his heart out last year he won his super bowl deserving like stafford is not bad like this year he's not having a great year but well he also looks like a, he's banged up yeah i was gonna say it literally took the words out of my head, but he's not 100 percent um but yeah, last year, I mean, he won his Super Bowl, and this year, even if he was at 100%, I'd still be like, mm. he worked his ass off in Detroit for so many years. He finally got his Super Bowl. You know, he finally was just like, oh, okay, <laughs> now I guess I can try to enjoy the game of football now because I've done what I needed to do. Now I'm going to do uh, AT&T commercials with that super hot chick. Yeah. Uh, let's move to the Cincinnati Bengals at the Pittsburgh Steelers winning 37 to 30. The Cincinnati Bengals are now six and four. The Steelers three and seven. My only question for this game is how the fuck did the Steelers score 30 points? That's exactly that. I was shocked that they scored 30 points. Um, I mean, Pickett actually had an okay game in 25 for that's probably his best game. Yeah, 20 265 yards and a TD, no INT, so he protected the football. Um, yeah, I mean, he didn't, these players did not have like outstanding, I mean, it it was all it was all the rushing, yeah, Um, but they only scored numbers two touchdowns and then a third touchdown, uh. 
what is it a third touchdown from Kenny Pickett so again I just don't know they I mean they were consistent in the game they went off in the second quarter they went three in the first quarter 17 the second three and then seven so it was literally just they were consistent the whole game but then the Bengals went 10 7 10 and 10 to win 37 30 Higgins Higgins looked like an MVP I mean, shit, he had only 13 targets. He caught nine and for 148 yards, but none of them were for TD sadly. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's crazy. Four four touchdowns. Joey B, I mean, he this is what I love about Joe Burrow. Remember this the game earlier in the season where he threw like five INTs and then still almost, or I don't even know if they won that game, but he just does he has that like Brett Favre mentality where it's like I don't give a fuck about touchdowns or interceptions. I'm just going to win the game. So it really feels like, oh, it was last, uh, the first week when he played the Steelers, he threw two touchdowns, four INTs and they lost, but it was just like that thing where it's like, fuck it. I'll just, I'm just going to throw the ball. And if the other team catches it, I don't give a shit. Cause I'm scoring a touchdown the next drive. Right. Like I love that. I mean, it's probably frustrating as like, shit to I watch. I like Joey B a lot. I I think he's he's great. Like that that you know, the first year when he got injured, I was just like, oh my gosh, it felt so bad for him. And but he's he hasn't come back and used that as an excuse. He's still plays well. He's still well. After that, he took his team to the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> like, I do feel I do feel uh, love for Joey B, but I feel bad. Because whenever you watch the game, he's either A, running for his life, or B, getting the shit knocked out of him. Like, Yeah, he's not going to sustain long. He's not going to be Brady age playing football. He's not going to be able to last. Well, hopefully um, either the Bengals up their offensive line or he just goes somewhere where they're like, we should probably protect you. Like, imagine if Joey B uh, was on, like, the Broncos this year. Like, would the Broncos be, what, 7-3, and 8-2? and two? Like, I feel like maybe. they'd be way better than they are now which let's lead it to that game yep yeah so uh literally i didn't watch one second of this game i both these teams are just i would say annoying to watch because you just see all the potential both these teams have and then you see none of it on the field so the i got got the game time app uh prices when you're ready (laughs) oh that's right so last well let me first say the three and seven Raiders win 22 to 16 in Denver on a Derek Carr to Devontae Adams touchdown in OT. The uh, we're looking at game time prices for Casino because he really wants the Raiders to keep losing. So the Patriots Raiders game is cheaper. The Raiders now won this game, which the price last week was 278. What is it this week? Ooh, that's a ten dollar drop. Two sixty-eight. Now for the cheapest all in. Okay, I'm writing for, it down for two people. So ten dollars cheaper. Uh-huh. Uh, and that's after a win. So if they were a loss, what you think they would have dropped twenty dollars, maybe thirty? Yeah, possibly. I'm gonna keep watching this. I mean, they they would have dropped <laughs> they would have dropped a couple beers. <laughs> i guess i guess the only thing really coming out of this game is i mean there's nothing really to talk about with the raiders it's like Derek carr 
has games like this every year where it's just like, why don't you play like this all the time? And then Devontae Adams had a Devontae Adams game. So there's really nothing on the Raiders side. On the Broncos side, it's like, how do you have this good of a defense and your offense is this abysmal? Like it's Because you have somebody who thinks he's better than he is. And he's a complete asshole and nobody respects him. So they're not going to play hard for him. Well, also... The defense, the defense is going to play harder because, you know, that's a whole different part of the game. You know, they want to look good, but fuck, yeah. dude. The defense, this Broncos defense, it, like the Colts defense. Like, if the Colts or Broncos literally had any offense, they would be, I feel like, great teams. But they just have one half. I mean, you can throw the Jets in there too, right? Like, if the Jets, oh, Colts... Oh, my gosh, the Jets would be amazing. The Jets, Colts, or Broncos, if they literally had a top 15 offense in the league, I feel like all those teams would be close to being undefeated, right? Like, oh, nobody yeah. could beat them. But instead, we're stuck with a 3-7, and seven, my Super Bowl pick, 3-7 and seven Broncos. I don't think they're going to make it. I can confidently say <laughs> I think that ship might have sailed. Uh, but uh, we're moving from this game to... I mean, the this is television circle jerk game of the week. I've seen so many hot takes, so many spicy takes, so many like completely delusional fucking takes. So the seven and three now seven and three Dallas Cowboys beat the now eight and two Minnesota Vikings forty to three. The biggest blowout in Dallas Cowboys history, which I was like, that can't be right. Apparently that's true, which is fucking crazy. But uh, I don't get many things right on this podcast casino, but I feel like last week I did get something right where everybody was losing their shit at the Bills Vikings game. And I came on this podcast and said, I think both teams looked worse after that game. And I called that shit. I will get everything else wrong, but I fucking called it. I said the yeah. Vikings look like shit after they beat the Bills last week, and everybody was calling them the best team in the NFC. I think, I don't know, man. It's like the Vikings, I'll throw the Cowboys in there too. The Vikings, the Cowboys, and the 49ers all have quarterbacks where I just go, I don't know. I don't know. They're either going to have this, and this game is a perfect example. They're either going to have... The Dak Prescott game where he went 22 for 25, 276, two touchdowns, no turnovers. Or they're going to have the Kirk Cousins game where he went 12 for 23, 105 yards. And I think he lost like two fumbles. So we, and again, we saw Dak Prescott have a shit quarterback game last week, right? Against the Packers. We've seen Jimmy G have crazy good games like he did on Monday night. and then. The next week, he throws for 89 yards. I don't – this is why the NFC is so wide open. Jalen Hurts got his ass kicked in his only playoff game. I don't know who is good in the NFC. I really don't. Uh, that's a fair take. Um, this is a good uh, transition into uh, Casino's corner uh, – fantasy corner. I got <laughs> worked this week. Because my wonderful Kirk Cousins, who's normally always just at least a mediocre quarterback, two points. My kid's even upset about that one. Um, yeah, so I lost, but I'm still uh, I'm still sitting eight and two or nine and two, whatever. It'd be eight and two. And uh, 
to encroach on your fantasy corner. I won my game this week, 124.56 to 123.80. So I won by less than a point because Brandon Ayuk got 15 points on the dot and George Kittle got 22.40. So if George Kittle or... If he would have got one more point and Ayuk would have got one less point, I would have lost. But let's, uh, I mean, I don't really have anything to say on this Cowboys-Vikings game. I'm not going to, I don't think the Vikings are overrated. I just think they're going to get, you're going to get a Cousins game like this at least, what, four times a year? And we've seen two of them so far, and both those games he lost. Uh, The the Cowboys. Pats here coming up. The Cowboys, you see this game from them twice a year where they just blow out a team they weren't you weren't expecting them to get or to blow out. And then you see games like the Bucks or the Packers where they lose two games where they're like heavy favorites in. So I don't know, like these are the two most bipolar teams in the league. So playing against each other, like you don't know what we both picked the Vikings. I thought the Vikings would win just because the Cowboys look so shit, but I don't know. Or they look so shit the week before, but people now anointing the Cowboys the best team in the league. Like, they play in four days. Well, we're recording this on Tuesday. They were they play in two days. So let's wait to see what they do against the Giants because the Giants look like shit two days ago. Oh, yeah. So if the Giants now blow out the Cowboys or beat the Cowboys, what's going to be the narrative? I don't know. I don't know, Casino. That's why the NFC is so weird to me. And then my stupid team feels like it peaked too early, but who fucking knows? We got two last games we can run through right here. Let's go. Let's first talk about the Monday night game instead of the Sunday night game, because I don't really have anything to say about the Monday night game. The 49ers blow out the now four and seven dumpster fire of uh, Arizona Cardinals team, 38 to 10. The 49ers now six and four. Jimmy G throws for four touchdowns, 228 yards. Uh, McCaffrey really doesn't do anything in the rushing game. In the passing game, he was their second leading receiver. But this was all George Kittle, this defense, and Garoppolo. And then the Cardinals starting Colt McCoy, who threw an interception and did nothing. And then that was pretty much the game. Like, Yeah, I agree. Are the... Are the 49ers now one of, if not the best team in the NFC casino? Uh, They're one of. I wouldn't say they're the best, but they're definitely one of. Um, I'll be honest. I still have your Eagles. I know that you're like, ah, but they just got better on defense. They they fixed what they needed to fix. Um, And I I think they're going to right the ship here soon. Um, Yeah. Because even though they're, they're not playing well the past few games, they're still winning these games, and they're not playing their best game and they just fixed a big part of their game um i still still think they're going to be the best nfc team right now um but you know uh, the niners are getting better i said as soon as they got mccaffrey they're going to start getting better um oh sorry i got, i just i looked down and i had a boner from what you were saying please carry on casino <laughs> that's all um well let, 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 let's let's keep going so you could go take care of that um <laughs> uh last thing on this 49ers cardinals oh, oh go yeah ahead. go no 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 go i was, I was gonna, gonna the say the the 49ers we've looked at their schedule they have some real tough games in the coming weeks which i feel like people are kind of overlooking like 
the game, not this weekend, but the weekend after in two weeks, they play the Dolphins, which I think is going to be a must see game. Uh, Dolphins 49ers. Niners. Then they, then they play the Bucks and Tom Brady. You can never count him out. And then they play the Seahawks, which will, yeah. if the Seahawks keep uh, winning, that'll pretty much determine if this 49ers team is what the fourth or third seed in the NFC compared to the sixth or seventh. Like, yeah. That's a big game. And then they have commanders who have won three in a row. And then I'm they have, honest. I missed watching the Seahawks this week. Yeah. So did I, I like the Seahawks team. And I, like I don't think fun. I don't think this, uh, this 49ers team is that much better than the Seahawks team. Like, I right. feel like it, they're it, it, closer it was... than people want to admit. I would agree with that. I, I missed watching the Seahawks this week. Um, <laughs> and then, so let's move on to the last game uh, was the chargers chiefs game. Chiefs, best team in the league right now. They're showing why um, yep. at this current point. But uh, Chargers look a lot better. Keenan Allen, he came back, and he's looking good. Um, good for him. Uh, he came out, and he had uh, five receptions on eight targets for 94 yards. All right, man. Um, and then uh, we'll dip back into Casino's fantasy corner. Uh, Josh Palmer Eight receptions, 106 yards, two touchdowns. He is on my fantasy team, and I had him on the bench. 24 points sitting there on the bench. But barely won. But don't worry, I had Justin Jefferson on my bench who got a whopping four points. So good call on my end. And that was Casino's fantasy corner. (laughs) But uh, I think, uh, well, the Chargers team, their whole thing's been injuries. So the more guys they get back, the better they look. I don't think that's a crazy, you know, coincidence. This Chargers team has all the potential in the world if they can literally stay healthy with any of their key players. Uh, Justin Je- uh, Justin Herbert still looks like he's a little beat up. Like, I don't know. He just looks like out of sorts. Uh, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he didn't have a bad game either, though. No, he, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, he, had, he was twenty three of thirty for two two eighty and two touchdowns. No, I no ints like still a good game. Like he still played well. Yeah, for the so, Chiefs, so I, and... I, that's where I thought the Chargers was going to be like a game like this. I thought they were going to be bouting it out with, and we already said the Chiefs were going to be better than them, but bouting it out against you know one of those top teams in in the AFC NFL. Yeah. Well, and the the Chargers, I don't know why. Maybe it is just Herbert, but they know how to play this Chiefs team. Like every game comes down to the last, you know, couple possessions to really decide these games. Like these games are always close. And it's fun that these two teams with these two quarterbacks are in the same division. So we get this game minimum two times a year. But my thing with the Chiefs rushing attack is, again, what the fuck happened with Clyde's Edwards Hilaire? I don't know what, don't why know they what just are not day. giving him the ball whatsoever. But now it was Pacquiao or however the fuck you say that guy's name. I'm terrible with names, but he had the majority of the rushes by like double the second person. The second person was McKinnon. So it right. really seems like Clyde's Edward Hilaire is maybe the third or fourth back. Like, I don't know. It's weird. But uh, that has been. Our week 11, Casino, you won this week with your courageous Lions take. Let's see. It was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, um, nine, 10, 11. So you won this week with 11. 
I uh, lost it with 10. We'll do our picks on next episode, which I don't even know when we're going to do next episode. Cause uh, I thought we said we we're going to do it Friday, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. So then we'll have it out Friday because obviously Thursday is Thanksgiving, but I'll be at the zoo remember, um, I'll be walking off lions. Yeah. Uh, which I mean, tell them thank you for making you win this week because that was the whole point of that discussion was you picking the lions so let's move over to college Uh, football before we get in college uh can i give a quick rundown of the nhl and then um the world cup because you want to end on college football sure i've got this going pretty quick here um hit me with it with with the nhl uh, you still um, you still have the best team in the league with the Bruins. Uh, they're seventeen and two. This best start in franchise history. They're crushing it with seven straight wins as of um, just the other day. But the most surprising one is the Devils. They are on a thirteen win, uh, thirteen game win streak. They are currently sixteen and three. Yeah, absolutely insanity. Um, Nothing really has changed um, all that much in the standings themselves. Um, let me see. Yep, it's all the standings are staying the same. Um, the wild cards have moved a little bit, but the the top teams have all pretty much stayed the same. Um, so yeah, not really too much all to talk about. We are a quarter of the way through with the hockey season. Um, God, time's going by fast. Well, there, once games played, because then you do have the all-star break, you do have the holidays. So it does start to slow down here coming up. Um, but that's for regular season. And then you have the playoffs. Um, but yeah, so the biggest surprise though is 100%. I mean, the Knights are still doing all right. 15-4, they've lost a few. They're looking a little bit more uh, like human than other teams, <laughs> but they're still... Still pretty good uh, sitting there in the the whole Western, but the Eastern Conference, you do have some heavy hitters um, with the Devils and the Bruins. So pretty much those three teams are the only teams. Everybody else is good, but not great. Um, so there's your NHL. Um, then I want to talk about the World Cup. So the U.S. did pretty good. Um, it was a late – they dominated the game against Wales. It ended 1-1, but it was a late bad foul – in the box um, that resulted into a PK. Um, our goalie, Matt Turner, who plays for my Arsenal uh, EPL team, uh, almost made it. He went the right way, just couldn't get the save. Um, it was just a perfectly placed upper V. Um, so U.S. do play again on Friday, 11 uh, a.m. Pacific time against England. Um, kind of need either a draw or a win if we get a draw out of that and then beat iran i think we'll get through with five points and we will um, be recording right after that game pretty much pretty much so, yeah either right after or right before but I'd also be after. proud of me casino i watched the last what the games are 90 minutes yeah i watched the last 60 minutes of this game oh congratulations and i um, didn't understand a fucking thing it's so easy sport <laughs> um, but the biggest thing coming out of the world cup was this morning argentina they are a lot of people's pick to win um again they were number two in the books going into it a lot has to do with just being messi's last time being in the world cup they lost uh they lost who did they lose to casino saudi arabia huh 
What are the odds of that? Huh. Taking place in Qatar. Huh. Yeah. What are the um, odds? That doesn't seem fishy so at all. Th- there was a PK. Uh, Argentina got first. Messi scored. Um, they also had three other goals in that game. They were all called back for being offsides. Two of them, legitimately, you could see that they were offsides. Um, that was well placement by um, uh, by the D line. But then also there was one that was a little questionable. They had to go to, you know, their uh, review, review yeah. and all that. Um, but yeah, Saudi Arabia, a little fishy. Um, <laughs> no uh, way, regardless, no regardless, way would yeah, Ar- would these corrupt, needs- creepy uh, people in the Qatar Saudi Arabian government pay other players on other teams to throw a game casino no way don't even don't even say that's a possibility would never happen would never happen saudi arabia is of the utmost moral ethics in the world not would never happen so those are really the big things out of the world (laughs) cup currently um obviously there's still all the scandalish not being able to drink alcohol out there and that whole bullshit and debacle and the country not following what FIFA agreed to and what they agreed to with FIFA. So that's a bullshit. Um, yeah. Um, college ball. That was an exciting Saturday worth of college football. Um, there was a few upsets. Um, notable ones, I would have to say. We're going to get to it. Um Go Gamecocks, go Gamecocks. Um, they beat Tennessee 63 to 38. It was a destructive game against Tennessee. 63 to 38. Tennessee will no longer. There goes their chances of making um the playoffs. Also, a good uh well, also Hooker got knocked out of that game for the season. So even if there right. was, of which there isn't, because now they're ninth, but even if there was a long shot like way in hell they would have made it like they're not going to make it now that they're heisman front runner you you feel bad for the guy tremendously feel bad for him uh but that that's still a schlack and you you still have the rest of your team to be able to you know again he doesn't play defense they left 63 points out like yeah that's fucking ridiculous um (laughs) uh, another fun one that i enjoyed watching was the oklahoma uh oklahoma state game always fun watching a in-state rivalry game um oklahoma beat oklahoma state 28 to 13 so that was a fun one um where's the other upsets before we get to the obvious thing oh the oregon utah that was just fun that was just fun (laughs) Um, uh, did you Uh, see the boston college notre dame game and how cold that got yeah within literally like three minutes of the game all of a sudden it's just covered in snow that was awesome that's what we got robbed in from that buffalo game that got moved but the game uh i watched every snap of and was like oh my god i can't believe this is happening is the tcu baylor game like that's the next one i want to talk about the the first off the balls and then the the execution of the tcu team having their entire offense on the field, running a like five yard run to the right side, running their entire offense off, running their entire field goal unit on, and then doing all that within the span of 20 seconds and then kicking a field goal to win that game. That was 
incredibly impressive and i was like i was kind of blown away by how like perfectly executed that was i want to see them make the i would i would love to see tcu make the college playoffs i just think that would be fun they'll probably get blown out but i want to see a different team in there i want to see a team just the feeling of being hey we made the college football playoffs would be a good feeling for them well um, now let's segue from that to the standings right now so georgia is number one i think they're the clear number one i don't think they've had any of the games the other type of teams in this range have had where you like question like if they deserve to be up there that high georgia's clear number one to me with a bullet uh number two Ohio State, I feel like almost has as good a resume as Georgia. They've had a couple close games, like only scoring 21 at Northwestern. They had Maryland score 30 points on them. And then there was a game a couple weeks ago. I'm looking at it. Oh, yeah, where they played Penn State, where that game was way closer for most of the game than it like the final score indicates. So I have more question marks with Ohio State than Georgia, but they're definitely number two. Number three, Michigan. I mean, I was picking them last episode, Casino. You had to log off, and I talked about college football just by my lonesome. I had Michigan. (laughs) I had Michigan beating Ohio State when they play this weekend. Now, after 19 to 17 against Illinois, like, I I don't know. Sorry, viewers. Enjoy BJ's rest of his rant. (laughs) <laughs> uh, it's about to get loud and crazy in here so gotta go all right adios casino we'll see you friday but yeah illinois has a top five defense in college football so them holding michigan to 19 points is not really surprising but what is surprising is uh michigan only scoring or i'm sorry illinois scoring 17 points and almost beating michigan like that was one of those games where it was like how is this happening? I mean, Illinois is uh, now Illinois is now seven and four. So they're, <coughs> excuse me, they're not bad, but still concerning. And now I don't know, man. I mean, who can beat this? <coughs> all right. Sorry. I had a coughing fit there. The show, as you know, is all about barely controlling the chaos that happens casino had to leave i'm still here i just had a coughing fit uh last little thing about college football i do think it really ends up being now i have to think ohio state beats michigan right i think michigan's the better team but after what i saw last week i don't know man excuse me now i think it is going to be georgia ohio state And then I think Michigan falls back to five and pushes up TCU and USC. LSU is weirdly, weirdly in like, I don't know, a spot that just feels like they shouldn't be that high, but they are, even though they have two losses. But I wouldn't put them above Clemson. So Clemson only has the one loss, but I've, been saying this for weeks that i've thought clemson has been overrated this whole season so alabama you obviously can't put above lsu because lsu beat them so yeah i don't i don't know lsu is the one that's kind of sneaky right there so yeah but could you put a two loss 
Could you put a two, let's say USC or TCU both lose, okay? Could you put, or could you justify putting a two-loss LSU team over a one-loss either Michigan or Ohio State game who literally lost on the last season of the regular season for college football? I don't think you can, but I think they would. Or I wouldn't, but I think they would. So... But I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, obviously anything can happen. TCU was real close this week. Uh, USC still obviously has to win against uh, Notre Dame this week. And then they're going to do the Pac-12 championship where they could still lose. So they looked good against UCLA, but UCLA still put up 45 points against them. So I really do. I'm hoping that Georgia... And then Ohio State, Michigan, I, I'm not a fan of either of those teams, so I don't really care who gets there. But So we'll have Georgia, and then I'm assuming Ohio State, and then we'll have TCU and, uh, and USC. So we'll have Pac-12, Big 12, the uh, Big 10, sorry, the Big 10, and then we'll have Georgia. And yeah, I think that'll be good for college football right? Because you'll have an SEC team, you'll have a Big Ten, Big 12, and then you'll have Pac-12. And it just makes it feel like now more of the country has rooting interest, right? Be Compared to a couple years ago where every BCS championship game was two SEC teams. I still remember one of the worst championship games I ever saw was that Alabama LSU game where wasn't it like nine to six or something like that? And it was just God awful. And everybody before that game was like, why are these two teams in it? And then it was just, yeah, atrocious. So I'm glad we're, we have some variety in our college football, but yeah, it's definitely going to be an interesting, we'll see. And I've never trust, uh, you know, the NCAA and the committee who decides these things. I've never trusted them to make the right decision. So could something fluky happen? Drink for dramatic effect. Absolutely. So, you know, everything's still up in the air. I really think it is. I want to see it be Georgia, Ohio State, or Michigan. I'm saying Ohio State. So Georgia, Ohio State, TCU, and USC. I want that to be the final four, and then we just go from there, and whatever happens, happens. But LSU's right there. Clemson's right there. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to get out of here before my throat falls out of my body. Uh, this has been Will with COVID. Hopefully by Friday I will be okay. Uh, Casino, he was over there. This has been the Only Sports Podcast. Get us wherever you get your podcast on YouTube as well. And we'll see you Friday.